As always, here to give you guys more of the greatness. So we're going to jump right in. Hopefully, um, you guys are having a wonderful weekend. Um, you know, it's so funny. Like, I, I feel like I've relegated myself to doing my shows after Saturday. I mean, it's so hard to keep a keep a solid schedule. Um, but, you know, we try to do what we can. Um, that said, you know, this has been a really interesting weekend. Um, Disney... I wanted to talk about them for a little for a minute. Um, Disney did, uh, you know, some uh, what do they call it? Disney Plus Day, which, uh, you know, th- those things annoy me anytime. It's like every time I turn around, there's a day that is specific for something like, oh, it's National Donut Day. Like, I, I just I really get so annoyed with that, um, you know, because it's funny because, like, I'm super old school um, and you know, when I was a kid, you know, we only had, you know, um, the major holidays to worry about. And then as I got older, you know, it was just, you know, like they just started introducing days for everything. And I mean, it, it literally is a day for everything. Oh, National Skateboard Day. I like skateboards and I still don't want to celebrate National Skateboard Day. <laughs> like, let's just let's just leave it alone, man. Let's just, you know, and they're not, you know, they're not federal holidays but i just think that if anybody it's just one of those things where if anybody wants to you know make a day you totally can and it's going to be okay with everybody because you know we're crazy but um yeah they um disney disney had um a disney plus day and basically you know they showcased a lot of the a lot of their stuff um you know which i'm going to go over um Obviously, you know, the the big chunk of what they showed was uh, from their Marvel properties. So, you know, I know that was exciting for a lot of people. So so we're going to, you know, talk about a lot of that stuff. Um, the first thing I'll, I'll get out of the way is uh, She-Hulk. So and they're not you know, they weren't showing like full full on trailers for everything. But as they should, you know, I think it's the smart thing to do you know, you just show a little teaser. Um, you just show a little, you know, just give a little information, maybe show the person who's going to star in the role or whatever. And, you know, just, you know, just give people an idea in the direction. Excuse me, had to take myself a drink. Um, <clears throat> and so, and they did that with, with, uh, the She-Hulk, uh, teaser, you know, they, um, you know, it's always cool to see actual Hulk, but, you know, they they uh, definitely, uh, you know, they showed, you know, the uh, the young lady who's going to be playing uh, the alter ego to She-Hulk or vice versa, however you want to look at it. Um, and then they did show a a, you know, partial visual of the actual like She-Hulk, like her actually in, in form. Um, before it cuts away and, and goes to the title. And, you know, I like I'm excited. I, I think that'll be a good show. And, you know, it's to me, it's one of those things. This is this is what I'm really appreciating about Disney and them, you know, obtaining licenses 
that we feel like they're going to just stomp all over. I think they've really figured out and, you know, and I, and I hope that they continue to do this. You know, they they really figured out their spectrum to what things can work on the big screen versus things that can work on TV versus things that can work on, you know, um, that can work uh, on their streaming platform. And I and I just and I just love how that, you know, how they're handling that, because, you know, like I really honestly, you know, for, for everything that they announced that was, you know, Disney Plus exclusive. I said, yeah, this, this totally would not have worked, uh, you know, in the theater short of Hawkeye. But we'll talk about that. Um, they also showed, uh, uh, you know, some progress with uh, Miss Ms. Marvel, um, which is uh, if you don't know who Ms. Marvel is, it's uh, Kamala Khan. And she's, uh, you know, a total fangirl for Captain Marvel. And, you know, she's just her idol and she wants to grow up and be just like her um you know kamala khan is an inhuman which is sort of like a mutant but not really um i i don't know how that works but um but she can she can uh shapeshift she can you know um you know she can grow to you know a vast height you know like sky skyscraper height you know she can make her she can ball up her fists bigger than cars and I mean, she can do all this stuff, and and and. But the cool thing about this show that I believe is going to be the synopsis is that she's going to be learning all this stuff on the fly. So it's going to be fun to kind of watch her, you know, grow into her powers, and it's almost Spider Manish in a way. You know, you got some high school teenager who's you know really you know already having to fit have having to figure out the everyday struggles of just life and now you have to figure out powers and you know so it you know it's it's gonna be interesting i'm 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 not i'm not a huge uh ms marvel fan i haven't read any of the ms marvel comics um you know but this is definitely a show that i will check out um i think i'd you know be more prone to checking you know checking this out as a show than having someone recommend to me you know the comics and say oh well this is the run you gotta listen you gotta you gotta read because it's just completely awesome you know like i've had i've had that happen several times and it just never pans out and i never you know check it out and you know whatever um one of the other things that that got announced and i think it's actually pretty cool well i think it's cool but then i also think it's it's a little weird so they so i guess they're going to be continuing um the x-men cartoon and I believe the tentative title is X-Men 97, um, which, you know, if you don't like. OK, so like I guess there I guess there was some sort of, you know, uh, you know, some some sort of miscommunication and breakdown um, when it came to the cartoon. I mean, they had a they had a huge run, um, but somewhere down the line, things just kind of went cross. And, yeah, the cartoon in itself had ended abruptly um what's crazy is that you know marvel at the time when they were producing or or having cartoons produced for television they were actually really really good like they had you know x-men they had spider-man they had iron man they had you know they had all kinds of stuff and then the x-men ultimately went on to um have different 
um, different shows based on, you know, the team and, you know, kids ate that up and it was what it was. But there was always this this thing about the old X-Men cartoon. And I believe that when it came up to like the last season, I think it, it ended abruptly, like a lot of things that are canceled halfway through or whatever, you know, it's just kind of left, you know, leaving you hanging on a thread. And I think they're going to make the attempt to, you know, sort of pick up where they left off and, you know, basically tie it up, you know, neatly so that we can kind of appreciate it as a whole. And I'm all for it, you know, because I, I grew up with the X-Men cartoon. Um, I still think to this day, um, next to Batman, the animated series, they probably have one of the, I think they have the catchiest uh, uh, show tune uh cartoon you know like intro they have the catchiest one but my favorite is still batman the animated series i mean e- even though i can't like jingle to it or hum to it like j- just looking at it and just you know and and feeling it it was just like yo that it was on a different level but yeah x-men 97 is going to be a thing so um we'll see how they do um i'm i'm interested to see how how much they can keep up with the style because like there's a certain you know there's a certain style in that particular cartoon that at this point is going to be dated you know it literally will be 97 so can they can they go back and replicate that same exact style so that fans look at it and say this looks like you know this looks like the lost tapes this looks like something that they just didn't release you know who would have believed that they they actually were producing this in 2021 2022 and you know however long it does last but you know we'll see i'm excited i i I think i definitely believe it should be something that they should treat these kids to on tv but to be quite honest i mean streaming is is definitely the next phase i don't think anybody really watches television television anymore i think it's i i honestly think in like the next 10 15 years you know um you know television sets and cable in general is going to be obsolete. I think it's all going to revolve around streaming services, man. So, but that's just that that's a whole different conversation. Um Moon Knight. Now that was a a trailer. Wasn't wasn't like a super long trailer, but what I really enjoyed about it is again, like I was saying, like their job at this point was just to kind of give you the inside on like the the person playing the actual character kind of get a vibe of of you know what kind of emotion are you guys going to draw on you know with this show and it looks man it looks like it is going to be completely whacked out bro like it looks good i'm i'm 110 percent bought into that i man i hope i hope this i hope this show is like i want this to be the last thing that they show I want them to go through all the other stuff and I want I want to anticipate this and I want this to just I want I want this to just be the biggest best thing. This is this is one of those shows that I feel like is going to elevate Disney Plus as a must have streaming service. Like it looks that good and I I'm super excited. I definitely want to see more. I definitely think that as they progress through releasing the the shows that they have announced that they should keep on teasing uh, little bits of keep on teasing little bits 
of Moon Knight and just and as soon as it's ready to go, man, just give it to the world, man, because it, phew, my gosh, it look it looks crazy, you know, you know, in all intents and purposes, it looks crazy, and I, I'm I'm 110 percent bought in, so um, you know, we'll 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 see, we'll we'll wait, we'll uh, we'll enjoy the time uh, with everything else that's that's to be released. Um, they also you know showed a bit of Hawkeye, um, you know as I believe we're a couple of weeks away from them actually releasing the show. So, you know, they're doing their kind of go home trailers and um, just getting everybody set up for that. And, you know, it's it, you know, it's it's perfectly timed, you know, like the theme in the show uh, for this season is going to be kind of around Christmas. And, um, you know, obviously this prop this will probably run itself well in, you know, into maybe the beginning of December. So it should be really, really fun. I'm super excited um, you know, Jeremy Rayner is, is he, he's a good actor <clears throat> and, you know, I've always appreciated his character in the Marvel universe. Um, but I, I think the, I think the vibe that this Hawkeye show is giving is totally the, it's totally where I want to go with a character like Hawkeye. Like it's just, you know, it's, it's a little silly. It's a little wonky. Um, you know, it's it's just it just has a lot of flavor to it. There's a lot of layers to it, and I'm I'm super interested in seeing Kate Bishop and how that whole dynamic is gonna go. It's almost like a buddy cop film, um, but he's really just kind of training a protege, and I'm 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 just stoked. I, I'm you know like I, I like this is one of those shows that I don't want to talk about anymore. I'm just ready to see it. They don't have to show me another trailer. Let's just get into it. Get the first two episodes down. That's one thing I do like about Disney Plus, though. Like when they do release, um, when they do release their their shows, I believe for I believe for the majority of the shows they've done this, where they've released um, the first two episodes, and then you have to wait, you know, because they realize, you know, like that 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 appetite for these shows that that you know they've basically been baiting us with, you know, for a year for you know like it's you sometimes around a year or whatever. It's like man, I, I like, you can't just, you cannot just leave me on one show, like, at least give me two, like, throw me a bone, and they do it every time, so, you know, I hope that, you know, when the uh, Hawkeye show does release, that, you know, they, they definitely give uh, two shows, so I can, you know, at least binge that much, and then just keep rolling through the weeks, because it, it's going to be a good one. Um, you know, I watched, uh, oh, you know what other, so, they also had some kind of not not really trailers, but they were um, basically just kind of like talking points to, you know, kind of spell out the future of things that are going to be on Disney Plus. Um, you know, like I, I know that they're I know they're producing a Boba Fett um, show, which that's going to be really, really good. I think that's going to be huge for um, Star Wars fans. And again, this is just one of those things where it's like they're hitting they're hitting the right notes because I don't think I don't think a Boba Fett movie would have been very good in the theater. Like, I don't think that would have been a theater thing. And, <clears throat> you know, as far as television, it just would have been one of those controversial moves where, you know, the show comes out. It's either good or it's not. And if it's not good it may have a cult following so then there'll be that one season that time forgot and you know i feel like for them to do it on disney plus and in you know in a vacuum it's really going to just serve the best purpose they're going to be the they're going to be able to control the narrative on you know how they 
spell out this new story with Boba Fett um, and and really how engaged people are going to become. I mean, again, the one thing that Disney's doing very well is they are they are navigating us to their properties and their products in a manner that really gets us prepared for, you know, the the evident release. So once once it comes out, we're ready. You know, we are absolutely ready. And, you know, Boba Fett's going to be one of them that I'm going to be really excited about. I was I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, like like when Disney Plus first came out, I literally did not buy into this idea of a new streaming service. Just like Hulu, I was just not on board. I was just like, it's a waste of time. Prime was free because that was a part of my phone deal. And Netflix was just kind of like an on and off relationship. Um, but when I did get Disney Plus, man, I went... I used to hear people talk about the Mandalorian all the time. And I'm just like, you know, I don't really care for anything Star Wars outside of what they may bring to the theater. And I was completely wrong. By the time I got Disney Plus, Mandalorian was on was uh, featuring season two. Um, and I had binged one, the first season and I was completely hooked and anchored in like it was not a discussion it got its hooks in me and it just weighed me down with with great storytelling great environment great characters just my goodness it was so good and when I got done with that first season I was just thanking the Lord that you know that they were halfway through season two and I can actually watch uh, a lot of the uh, you know a lot of what I, I clearly was missing as a very, very good show. And, um, you know, like I'm not I'm not one of those people that's like clamoring for three. I'm just one of those people that I just want to see what they do next. You know, it doesn't really have to be a third Mandalorian season. Just show me what direction you're going in. And let's and let's just ride that wave. So, like I said, uh, Boba Fett, that's going to be cool. But what they showed that I that I kind of um, diverted from was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, I know. I know a lot of us have already known that they were going to do this show, but I swear, like, um, Ewan McGregor talking about, you know, him coming back to character, coming back to form. They were showing, you know, the, the lightsaber training. And then when he, t when he said that Hayden Christensen was coming back as Darth Vader, I was just like, okay, I'm done. And then he says, you know, there may be, you know, a, a you know, a, a, lost lightsaber duel between the two of them you know we'll see and i'm just, i'm like yes that just give me that all kinds of yes because you cannot tell me that you know they had the one fight you know before he became vader and then he just was vader that whole time and then they didn't meet until he was an old man like no i i i, I would like to believe that they have fought like at least a few times like a handful of times like i want to say they crossed paths a handful of times because literally you know literally at the point of uh you know you know uh luke being born or you know luke and leia being born and you know and and darth vader you know becoming who he was and you know like that that's all that's also a, another show that would be really really cool like if they just made a show called vader and they talked about the exploits of him, you know, after Order 66 and just, you know, just going around the galaxy, just being an absolute menace. Because to me, to me, 
it's really hard for me to like understand the full transition of him going from you know going from the manipulated Anakin Skywalker to just full throttle Darth Vader like like I really want to understand that story but in that same vein what they're going to do with Obi-Wan basically is what I need and you know just just a different character and I'm all here for it I I really I really am here for it and it just was really exciting to like I said not not even not even to see any kind of like trailer or anything like that just to have you know the man himself basically talk about how this is just going to be a game changer and I was I was like okay I'm bought in here it is here's all my money um they also uh had like a had like a little comedic uh, a comedic kind of uh Q&A with uh with a cast of I guess they're going to be doing a sequel to Willow um I don't know who remembers Willow I remember Willow because you know I grew up in the 90s and whatever and um you know it was an entertaining film um but I guess they're doing a sequel to that um you know the uh, the only the only thing is is I just feel so bad because you know like you know the whole thing with Val Kilmer and stuff and it's just like he can you know he can't he can't really contribute a you know a, a substantial part to a movie that he is more than than um he is more than than what's the word I'm looking for deserving of being in that film like it, he should be the first name on it you know on, to cast for it but it's like you know with everything that's going on with him it's just it's just sad you know it's really sad to see people that you know you kind of look up to in these movies and these iconic roles and then they come down from the stars and they're actually just human and it's just it's just so disheartening but yeah they like you know they're they're going in a different direction they're going to be making a, another movie um and we'll see like I, i'm i'm i wasn't like too hyped on it but you know it it, it it's i guess it, it's worth the time and and they're not gonna you know they're not gonna flub up uh you know a classic film like willow or at least i hope not but Yo, let me tell you what I recently watched, which was actually really good, and I couldn't believe how good it was. So I watched Shang-Chi. I watched that last night. And, man, like, that movie was so dope. Like, as the first part of the new phase, like, okay, so first off, let's just, you know, like, uh, my reasoning mainly was because of the pandemic. That was the main reason I didn't go and see the movie. It wasn't because I didn't want to. It was just because, you know, I was still very uncertain and unsure at that time how, you know, the public was going about regaining a semblance of normal life. And I wasn't I just wasn't about to compromise myself trying to go into a theater and just having people just be negligent you know like I like even still today it's just it's a hard thing you know I mean I, I just only recently went back to the theater to go see Eternals because I just I, I just told myself Eternals is just not one of those films that you relegate to a small screen like you have to see that in a big screen and it was so funny because I remember um arguing with a friend and I used to, and he used to always tell me, you know, there are certain films that you can only really experience, 
you know, on a on a big screen. And I was just like, no, that's not true. Everything can be on a small. Yeah, no. Once once Eternals actually became a thing, I was like, there's just no way, you know, that you'll get the full gravity of how how extreme you know these characters are and these and like the celestials like i can't really get a feeling for the celestials on my cell phone like that like when i was in the theater and 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 they they showed up on this man that was just it was it was a whole different vibe you know but shang chi man dude i watched that and it was super good um you know what i you know what i really like about it and i said this when shang chi uh premiered you know you know the one thing that i was i'm so proud of disney for doing is giving equal representation to every person imaginable and what i mean you know is that yeah you know there's plenty of movies where you know as me me as an african-american there's plenty of movies where black people are prevalent and they are winning and they are on top of it there's plenty of black stars there's plenty of you know uh, black representation but there wasn't a movie like black panther that made you know generations after me believe and understand that they can be heroes that there was a representation of a hero that looked just like them. And I felt the same way about Shang-Chi, you know, especially in the, in, you know, in the, uh, in the previous condition of how Asian Americans were being treated. And it was just such a, such a disgrace, you know, on the human race to just think that people could just look at another person and, you know, like, like I understand it. I totally understand it. But what was happening with these Asian Americans, it was just, it was just so wrong. And, you know, like, I feel like, this was a movement in the right direction to just show like there is positive light in being who you are and identifying who you are. And as an Asian, whether you're Asian American, you're just, you know, you're straight from, you know, from your country, like wherever, you know, be proud of who you are and, and understand that, that, you know, your representation and your place in life is, is absolutely important. So like, that's what it did for me, you know, um, it gave me, you know, it gave me a vision of how I can perceive a hero that, you know, was of Asian descent. And, it, and I mean, you know, like the last Asian hero I knew was Bruce Lee. And now I'm looking at one through a Marvel film, you know, Shang-Chi. And dude, it was it was freaking amazing. And what I really, really, really enjoyed about it was that they were like leaning into like, um they were leaning into folklore and all of these other things. And it was just like super interesting to see a lot of these things play out in the beliefs of, you know, a culture that we don't, uh, some of us just don't have an understanding for, you know, like I, I could never, I could never feign to understand, you know, what people may believe in a culture. You know, there are certain things that you might hear, you know, a great grandmother say or or, you know, whomever. And you're just like, oh, that's all. You know, that's what, what are you like? What are you talking about? You know, like you believe in like you 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 put so much on luck. And if you do this and that, like even my grandmother used to do it, you know, like it, it's certain things that in her time 
she believed that you know like when i when i just look back on it it's just like dude you're talking out your butt like i like i I don't i don't understand what you're what you're what you're getting at and what you're talking about but you know um you know to, to like i said to see the representation of their beliefs of their people um and what i loved was that we were you know and i'm talking about asian americans you know mainly because that's uh kind of sort of uh where shang chi well he he was an immigrant uh from china and you know he moved over to america and you know this that and the third and you know he has his best friend and she's totally asian american like doesn't know chinese or mandarin at all and it's just super super fun watching their dynamic and as she learns you know how much more of a foothold he has in his home country than he has in the country that that you know that's adopted him you know and how the two worlds are just kind of colliding it was just such a fantastic uh story and i just really really appreciated it and i cannot 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 stress enough how much i am anticipating their return in whatever film they do like if the, i i i definitely want to see shang chi 2 but i believe that we'll see them well before that um you know like i i, I don't know what i don't know what may, maybe maybe we'll see them in madness in the, in the multiverse i i don't know i mean they got a lot of stuff slated to to come out but i'm i'm definitely excited to i want to see that dynamic cuz the two of them i don't know the actors names um but just the way they played off each other was just it was perfect it was great it was great and and honestly like i didn't really need all of like you know how like like marvel films used to play it so close back in the day where it was just kind of like whenever they did a single run of you know one hero they kind of needed a cameo or you know an appearance from it from one of the other heroes just to kind of you know keep the interest the float keep it right above water you know it's like okay we're gonna try this spider-man thing but we're gonna put iron man in it because everybody loves iron man you know it's like let, let's just kind of let it do its thing and see where it goes and that's why like i'm happy like i like to to be quite honest i haven't seen uh i haven't seen the two spider-man films um or no actually is, is it one or two i think it's two i think there's two spider-man films i I don't know, but I haven't seen Spider-Man. I haven't seen the Marvel Spider-Man. That's what I, I, I haven't seen it. And the big reason that I haven't seen it is because it leans so much on the, you know, the Avenger-esque type of deal. And it's just like, I just I just want to look at, like, like this new Spider-Man, it's going to be so good because it's it literally is going to be just, in it you know it's going to be in its own essence it's not going to you know there's not going to be some appearance from some other avenger or somebody else it's just going to be spider-man and spider-man villains and i believe this is going to be the one where we finally see the sinister six they may not get together and call themselves that but it will be six of them and they will be sinister and and i'm I'm just i'm super excited but um yeah dude like i going like going going back to what i was saying about shang chi it's just like, you know, the the way that they the way that they told the story was amazing. Um, I think I think Disney daring themselves to put a spin on on certain things. Like, I grew up in the I grew up in the era where the Ten Rings were actually rings on 
the fingers, you know, like the Mandarin, you know, and that that was another thing. I love I loved how they played out, you know, um, Shang-Chi's father. And, you know, he he basically just kind of lowballed the existence of being the Mandarin. It, was, it just wasn't. And, and I mean, he even poked fun of it. He's like, you know, like basically, you know, these uh, uh these terrorists or whomever they were afraid of an orange and i just thought it was so funny and um you know like he didn't really embrace it in a comical way it it was my, more in a real world way um but you know like like i said like i grew up in an era where they, they had the where he had 10 rings five on each hand and that's how he kind of did his powers I, I i was i really 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 was upset that um you know we didn't get a proper um one-off battle between the actual mandarin and uh iron man because like you know there's certain there's certain heroes that you think about and you already know who their you who you know the antithesis is for them you know if you say spider-man i mean you immediately think green goblin you know, um, you think Wolverine, you automatically think Sabretooth, you know, like there are just certain dynamics you just already think of. And all the while with, you know, Iron Man in the in the first two phases, it was just like, when is the Mandarin going to show up? And I know that they kind of sort of did some, you know, like it, it was like it was I don't know. It was weird. It was just weird. And, and I and like I just thought like this Mandarin versus that. Iron Man would have been sweet. It would have just been completely amazing. I would have been 110% into that. Um but for what but for what it was worth, man. Shang-Chi was good. And um you know, like always got to talk about like the the post-credit scene and then the end-credit scene and you know, the post-credit scene was all right, you know, but like I like I was saying about like leaning into stuff like Cause they, cause you know they le- they leaned into some characters, uh, in the main plot of the story. You know, you you see certain people and you're like, oh, that that's such and such from this, and it's like, all right, well, now I'm more comfortable. <laughs> um, and you know, the post credit scene was kind of like the same. It was like, you know, you see uh characters show up, which which is it, it's okay, but like, here here's okay. So here's my thing, cause I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna spoil it for you. Um, if you don't want me to spoil it for you, then you better go. But let me just tell you like this. So post credit scene, they're talking about they're talking about the ten rings, right? And they're trying to figure out where they're from and all that jazz. And basically they figure that that ever since he used ever since Shang-Chi used the uh the uh, ten rings, that they've been letting off a beacon, which I don't understand how they let off a beacon when he used them, but not when uh, his father was so I don't know how that how that how that all worked but anyway like so him using them set off some kind of beacon in the 10 rings so now somebody is basically aware that you know the power that maybe they generated or or originated is being used somewhere maybe they're going to come and collect that power maybe it is a celestial power no you know it has it hasn't been explained in the movie and I'm believing it's it'll be explained somewhere later but just not now but um the two cameos that showed up was uh was bruce banner and um carol danvers and you know it was you know it was cool but i just feel like you know 
we weren't given an ample time to miss these characters much. Um, I thought it was kind of funny because it was like, what exactly is Brie Larson going for with the like, or Captain Marvel going for like her hair keeps changing. Like, you know, she, she showed up with the long hair in the first one, you know, and the fire Mohawk and, you know, in the second, I mean, in the end game film, you know, she has the short Bob, you know, and now she's back to shoulder length and it's just, it's just such a change and it's just so funny. And I just, I, I adore it. I think it's, I think it's awesome. And I did like the fact that they played out Bruce Banner as really being, you know, post um, end game with, you know, the sling on the arm because of, you know, him, you know, doing the snap to bring everybody back. Um, but I don't know, maybe they just could have left it with, you know, them trying to figure I honestly, if you wanted to give me a, a cameo, and give me somebody that would have been worthy of the conversation of figuring out where that power of the Ten Rings came from. I would have preferred if uh, Doctor Strange was there. Like, that would have been cool. Like, I feel like he should always be the person to try to explain otherworldly things. But, you know, it was what it was. So I I, I enjoyed it. And I'm, 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 trying, to, I'm trying to get myself talked up to watching black widow but i don't know why but i'm just like not i'm just not really enthusiastic about it I'm, i don't know but maybe i'll watch it today and then come back next week and tell you guys how awesome that one was um man do so like i have been short of okay so short of me watching movies another thing i've been doing a lot of is uh skating um which is funny because like <laughs> Like, like as old as I am, you wouldn't think that I would be out trying to grab a skateboard and stuff, right? But, you know, like, skating is actually pretty fun, um, and I, I enjoy doing it. I can't really, I, I you know what, I, you know, the first board I, 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 I built myself, um, you know, I think, I think it was just the fact that I just wanted to have that experience, you know, like, it, you know, like when you when you have it explained to you or you you or you, um you know, you kind of visualize through maybe YouTube or whatever, how you know, the the inner workings of what it takes to get a skateboard together. Like you kind of want to jump in. And I think that's what it was with me. And it, and I think the funny th the funny thing about it was that I didn't really realize how many components there was to like a skateboard like putting a deck together I never realized it so like I remember I still remember my first board um which I put together myself it was just like it was so wild and I def I definitely went in uh you know expecting everything to you know run me you know out of you know just basically I I, I made sure to have enough for anything unexpected I was like I don't want to go in here and, and, you know, and buy this, that and the other and then realize I need something else. It's like, let's just make sure we got enough for everything. So, um, yeah, dude, like I like I built my first board. And to be quite honest, it's, su it's such an intimate experience that all you can help to do is commit yourself to the craft of skating. I mean, like, trust me, I, I feel like if you take the time to build a board, you're not going to neglect to skate. 
I mean, the only the only thing that could ever really get a person to neglect skating is lack of time or or, you know, um, a lack of commitment. But definitely a commitment woke up in myself. And what what and now I'm thinking about it. I can tell you I can honestly tell you uh, why I went out and built my own board. So um, there was this one random night I was uh, my car, uh, my car was um was stalled on gas uh i had no gas in my car i don't know why i didn't just say it like that um and so i had to walk to a gas station it was like three in the morning so i'm walking and i'm in my i'm in like i'm in the vicinity of my neighborhood so i know where i am and i know where the nearest gas station is and all that stuff so i go i go this certain way and i'm walking um i'm walking towards this underpass and like I said, it's three in the morning. There's really no cars out. But on this part of the underpass, there was this light. And it was literally coming down like a halo of light. And it was shining just kind of in a circle. And I just, it was just so weird. I mean, it's like something you figured like you'd read in a book or something like that, right? And um, right there on the ground, there was just a skateboard. Just right in the center of the light. Like it couldn't have been any more in the center. And you know what I did? I kept walking. <laughs> I just kept on walking. I went and I got my gas. Um, and, you know, like I had, a, <clears throat> it's so funny because like all I, I, I remember, all I had was uh, one of those um, gallon water jugs, um, and which was so convenient because I literally needed that, you know, that size to accommodate for the gas that I, I needed to throw into the car. So, um so I walked to the gas station and I got my my gallon of gas and um, I'm walking back. And like now now I got this weight on me. Right. And I'm like, dude, this is just, you know, and I, I'm sitting here switching hands because my hands are getting tired. And I was like, you know, I don't I don't mind the hand switching, but this walking thing is really getting me tuckered out. And I came back to the underpass and the skateboard was still there. And so I looked around and I'm like, okay, first I'll let me make sure this isn't some kind of trap. But it's three in the morning, right? Like, like really, what kind of trap are we talking about at three? <clears throat> but I always say, like, the worst things happen to people, you know, in the middle of the night. So, you know, you always got to be prepared. Um, so I pick it up. And I kind of walk with it at first because I didn't want anybody to hear me if they were in the vicinity rolling away with their skateboard. <laughs> And uh, got up to the the uh, first intersection before, you know, I get to my car and I wanted to get that far anyway because there's like this bridge and, you know, usually there's the bridge is so narrow and I just didn't want to, you know, be trying to ride a board on a bridge where it's narrow traffic. Somebody comes and clips me or something. So but when I got to that other side of the intersection, the entire street, all blacktop, just like fresh blacktop. People barely drive on it. It's like the freshest of fresh streets. It's so awesome, right? Smooth as butter. And I said, okay, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna ride this, um, ride this down this way. Man, it was the ricketyest board I've ever ridden in my life. I mean, this thing was so rickety. Nothing, nothing, nothing in essence was wrong with the board. Everything was there. It wasn't broken. Wasn't split. Wasn't none of that. It was just 
yeah, I don't know. Like so so I'm I'm trying to keep balance on the thing, trying to get there. I ended up making it, but long story short, I was like, yeah, you know, this board seems cool, but if I had my own board, it totally wouldn't be this, right? So that's what motivated me to go out and build my my first one. And I started looking into everything like brands and stuff like that. Um, just really not not really trying to go with like the popular flavor of the month. I was literally just trying to find my style, my voice, my, you know, my story, basically. And I found this really sick board, which if you follow me on Twitter, um, you can check out my my boards because I, I post them all the time. <clears throat> and um, my first board, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's it's posted on there. Uh, it's a Paul Peralta um, has a picture of a bear. And uh, it was pretty sick <clears throat> when I built it. But like I said, building it was a labor of love. And it literally made me commit to the craft of skating. Now, the one thing that I was so hesitant about was my ability to learn anything. And it's so funny because, like, you, you, when you first get a board, I'll tell you, the 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 very first because you're gonna feel invincible you're gonna feel accomplished even when you've accomplished nothing and you, you know you're gonna be like okay i just built my board bro i'm getting ready to freaking kick flip my way to kick flip city it ain't happening like let's just keep let's just get it clear it ain't happening um you know even when i went to like i'd go like i i literally had this thought in my mind like kick flip has to be the easiest trick in the book no not at all <laughs> like no um you know then i started looking online and stuff about tricks and stuff and then they're you know like they're like oh you know if you you know you're gonna do this and you might want to start with the ollie man i think i probably tried the ollie maybe you know i gave it the good college try and you know i've gotten close but the first time i fell on my side i was just like yeah never again like I just don't want to. I just don't want to have those falls. And I, and that and that was some. And it, it's crazy because it's like I made a commitment to myself personally that I I wasn't going to hurt myself on a board. But in doing that, it, it's kind of a catch twenty two because in doing that, you basically are telling yourself, well, then you're not going to commit to the trials of truly learning the craft of of riding and tricking a, a, a board you you say you want to do it but what are you willing to sacrifice to get it done because trust me you're going to fall if you really 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 want to learn something you're going to fall again and again and again there's not there's no such thing as somebody who says they want to grind rails and you know they don't end up hitting something catastrophic you know um so you know, I I'm I'm still kind of dealing with that that part, but I think I'm getting more comfortable to committing myself to the tricks because one one th one thing that I I've heard as a sentiment and I totally 110% agree with this is before you try any trick, you have to be so comfortable just on the board, like you have to be so comfortable, like. It literally has to be a part of who you are. Like it, the, the day the day that you stop thinking about the fact that you're 
standing up on the board and, you know, pushing yourself and, you know, rounding your corners and doing all this and that, like the, the minute it doesn't become a thought process, that's when you know you got it, right? And I'm st- and I'm I'm being honest. I'm still thinking about you know like, am I going too fast? Uh, can I get up this curb? You know, like I I, I got all kinds of stuff going on up in my head, <laughs> but you know it is what it is. But oddly enough, my first board got stolen out of my car, and um, it's so weird because what the the one thing that I learned is that having a board is such a commodity right like for the person who steals it the one thing that they know for sure is somebody built this right so i know it's good it it has quality you know uh products put together to make an experience for this one person but i think what it i think where that is lacking is you know like if you steal somebody else's board you're you're really not giving yourself an identity you're just posing as me (laughs) so like that's why i wasn't even really mad when it left like i was like all right dude like you know as long as you know if as long as you commit yourself to it more than i did you know i'm not mad at all i'm not like i just thought it was unfortunate i thought it was super unfortunate but um, I did use that moment to like go out and build another board, but it was funny because like I basically went out and I got I I try I basically tried to replicate my old board, but that was like next to impossible because if I think about it, like I was able to get the same style of the deck, um, but it was just in a different uh colorway. And the wheels I wasn't able to replicate because they because the wheels had become uh, discontinued. And so I couldn't find them anywhere, at least at that time. And, um, you know, I just did my best. And, and I, the trucks I were able to replicate, like I got I got the right trucks. They, they were a different color, but they were a color that was more accented to the new colorway. So I was completely happy. And then everything else is just kind of a nuance and it and it it's like, you know, it's like here or there. It's like whatever, right? So I, I essentially built the same board that I had short of the ride experience as far as like the the wheels. Um which I'm gonna just say it like this. Wheel well, yeah, wheels and trucks are the most confusing parts of setting up a board. And I'll explain why. So wheels they have a they have like they have like so many different factors you know they have like the size they have uh the hardness i guess you want to call it or softness and then there's the style like the style of cut that the wheels are cuz there's like different styles and stuff and they make and they make like and there's so many different people who make wheels, right? So you hear all these different terms, you know. You hear, uh, you know, street tech formula. You hear skate park formula. You hear all ter- all terrain formula. You know, you hear OG wheels. You hear this. You hear that, and it's just so confusing. And then it gets even more confusing because anything past a size 
when they start talking about the durometer, like it's just like yo, uh, you know, like basically the durability of the wheel on surfaces. Um, it's like yo, I I am so confused. But what I basically relegated myself to understand is that anything above ninety eight is probably too hard for me, and that's not the type of skating that I do. And that's one of the things you got to consider when you build your board is <clears throat> what kind of what type of skating do you do? You know, what is your what is your style? Like, what do you want to do? And that, that's why, like, I highly recommend that if you do buy a, you know, if you're in the market to, you know, build a board, you got to go to a skate shop. You got to go to a skate shop. And, and, and I say that being one of the most anxious people in the world, somebody who has the toughest time talking to strangers and people that I don't know, it is absolutely terrifying. Um, but if you keep yourself focused on on the task at hand, then it becomes a whole lot easier because you just walk in and just, you know, they're, you know, obviously they, you know, like, no, I don't I don't think I don't think, you know, people are buying, you know, tens of hundreds of boards a day. So like when you do come in, you are special. Trust me. Um, but, you know, you when you go in, you you literally instead of before you start talking style. You want to talk function, you know what I mean? And you like like lay it out as simply as possible. Like, bro, I'm just I'm I'm you know I I look at people at the skate park. I really want to go to the skate park. I want to kind of you know, I got some friends who you know they they skate the bowl over there and and I just I want to do the same. I need something that'll that'll allow me to do the same. Or hey man, I'm you know I I don't have a car. Um, you know, my, my job is about three miles away and I was thinking about skating to work, you know, and, and trust me, they're like, you, you tell them these little nuances and, and all of this will get you the perfect deck. Trust me. And I, and, and let me stop and let me not say deck. It'll get you the perfect ride. Cause the deck is all, the deck is always going to be your flavor, your style, and the way that you want to represent your character. Like, it it really is. It has no, like deck by deck, short of of this new technology that they're putting out in some decks, and we'll get to that. Um, they all they're all the same. They're exactly the same. The styles, the shapes change here and there. Um, you know those can serve different functions for for one purpose or another. But you can just get yourself a regular popsicle shape board. You know. You know they got diff. They do have different sizes and stuff. You know, I, I would probably say like an eight two five. You know, or eight point five is probably like the wheelhouse that people want to stay in. But again, it all depends on foot size, stature, weight, height, stuff like that. Um, but again, these are things that you know, if you lay it out to them, or they're they're. I mean, if they're if they're competent in their job, they're able to look at you. You're only, you know, if you're only five two. And you know you weigh a buck oh three, like they'll they'll know what board to put under your foot. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like you you know you go in and you just really kind of talk talk yourself <clears throat> into the area of of your choosing, and then at that at that point, once you know what type of riding you want to do, <clears throat> you're gonna have so many different options. You know, as far as everything you're gonna have so many like they're gonna be like okay so you're basically saying you want you want to 
you know, you want to cruise around, you know, you're not really trying to go to skate park. You just want to cruise the streets. Well, here are a bevy of wheels that we have that will serve this purpose of, you know, um, you know, cruising around. Like when I went to when I went to the um, to the uh, store the first time, the first thing I told dude was I want to I want a wheel that will allow me to, you know, to cruise. But I don't want the size of a cruiser. And I want to eventually learn tricks. And so he gave me this cool uh, he gave me these cool hybrid wheels, which they, they, they were they were soft enough. They were soft enough to, you know, give me a good ride. And that and that's the whole thing. Like, I'm not I'm not going to teach you guys like all the ins and outs about skates and stuff. But, um, you know, like. Basically, like if you got hard wheels and you're on gravel, you're not you're probably not going to go that far. You know, you're not going to go that far, you know, but if you got soft wheels and you're on gravel. Yeah. You, you like you can you can push and you can you can move for a minute, um, you know, but if you got those hard wheels and you're at that bowl or or you're on those ramps, bro, you're going to be flying. Like you're going to have so much speed, so much flight, so much height cuz everything is going to be a game changer for you. But um, you know, I I I say all that to say my my most recent deck, I'm super proud of, super happy with, super excited. Wanted to kind of lay out that deck for you guys cuz you know, I I've been on social media and I've been like really embracing, you know, my my writing as of late and you know i wanted to kind of go through my board setup so i got i picked up a paul peralta um andy anderson pro flight deck um he has two sizes he has a 9.13 and i believe a 8.45 or some somewhere in that wheelhouse um but i got the 9.13 um mainly because mainly because it's the original size that was uh that was introduced and secondly, because, you know, the the one thing that sold me on this deck was just him speaking with the utmost confidence of why he had the deck commissioned exactly the way he wanted it. Like that's that's something I as a as a consumer buy into immensely. If a person can speak about their products and they can tell me, you know, with confidence that they believe in their products, dude, I'm 110 percent in. So. To hear him talk about his deck, like on different uh, shows and podcasts and stuff, and he'd be like completely into it, and it was it was always so crazy because like, you know, he'd be on shows, and I know I know it's all love and stuff, but like they'd be looking at him like he was just like Rain Man or something, like he was just like talking about these little intricate points about a board, you know, like because to them, skating is just skating, and it is what it is, but like him, he was just like talking about pops and this and that and this part of the angle and yada yada and just going on and on and on and I was like you know what you're so confident in in what you believe I have to support you so I went out and got me a um a Andy Anderson pro flight deck now now here's the other thing um flight deck is uh it's a Paul Peralta um technology and I believe at the time I think there's only two manufacturers who make, uh, I guess you want to call them like synthetic boards because they have like synthetic material. They're, they're five ply, um, or I think this one's four ply. Um, and then there's like this synthetic material that they don't really discuss or talk about that just gives 
the board a whole different dynamic. And I know Paul Peralta does it, and I believe Santa Cruz does it. Santa Cruz has a, a deck called the VX, um, which basically emulates the same style as the flight deck. But I think flight, I think Paul Peralta did it first with the flight deck. Um, but yeah, so um, the wheels, the wheels, most important part, right? So originally, originally I had some Bones Street Tech formula. Um, I believe I had some 54s. Um, yeah, I had some 54s Street Tech formulas. They weren't really giving me the ride I was looking for. Um, I actually went to a park and, you know, you know how like, you know, how like sidewalk is, is set up where it's kind of like four feet of slab and then it's like the break and then the next slab and it's the break. And, you know, I was at the park and like I'd hit the break and like, like I would basically fly off the board like, yo, what the hell? And I, I thought that I would could I thought I could easily get over, you know, like like we're not talking like pebbles. And even when I hit pebbles, like I'd hit a pebble and like I would fly like four feet, like legit. And I was telling a friend of mine, uh, shout out to Omega, um, you know, like when I'm on a board, I'm always prepared for the worst. Right. I'm prepared for it. So when I hit these pebbles and trust me you'll do it if you if you're planning to ride it's a it's a skate it's a skater's worst nightmare and you, you hit that pebble and it'll just it'll cold stop you right there it'll give you like a little skip skip and you will just and if you're not ready for it you're going to do a superman pose tell your friend to get their camera ready because it's going to be the first and last superman pose that you ever do <laughs> unless you're that crazy to to try to skate you know that size with pebbles around um but yeah, I legit went like four feet, um, caught myself on my front leg. You know, I was cool, but I knew that those wheels were not going to be what I wanted to ride. So I basically upped my game because I was under this impression that I couldn't, um, I couldn't find the wheels that, cause my original wheels that I were there, that I was on was, I was on some, um, some 56, OJs um uh some and they were these hybrid wheels and they were they were like soft enough to you know get me over you know the basic stuff you you run run around on the street but you know just hard enough to kind of you know hold up a, a a trick or two so you know I was happy with those and I I really really felt confident on those those wheels that's why like that if there was anything I missed about my board, my first board being stolen, it was the fact that I, I didn't have those wheels. Um, but I digress. So yeah, I got, I'm on some, I'm on some, uh, some fifty nines, uh, Pal Peralta G slides, um, which are basically like, basically you can classify them as cruisers, but I don't know, dude. Like these these things, like I, I still feel like I'd be able to get this board up and about. You know, if I if I ever plan to to do that, um, which I'll probably try at some point, but they man, it it changed everything. Like I feel so much better on the board now. You know, I'm sliding around just doing all kinds of junk, and I like they are just they are godsend. I, I love them. Um, I also have quarter inch risers um, under my independent trucks. Um, basically, that's to keep 
the especially with this size with this 59s like because the bigger your wheel um if you're if you don't have risers to keep your wheels away from your deck then when you lean and your wheel meets your deck you're going to get that wheel bite and that's another thing that'll stop you in your tracks and have you doing a superman pose so you got to be careful so i got a quarter inch riser um that i was that again i was using on some i was already using the quarter inch risers on some 54s um but what that helped me do was like get a lot of turn so um but um yeah I, like i said i got independent trucks i don't really know like independent trucks are so hard to to like classify like i don't even know what the size is like it's crazy but but it's basically it's good enough to uh to ride a 9.13 uh deck um i got some bronson raw bearings so raw bearings basically like basically bearings bearings are made to basically allow your wheels to roll and the better the bearings the more speed and the smoother the ride is for you um and they usually have like the ball bearings inside of this kind of um round it's like a cake pan <laughs> to be quite honest and uh you know you got like about maybe six of these bearing ball bearings in there and yeah like the whole setup just makes makes the ride like super smooth super crispy um but the raw doesn't have the encasement on the top because usually the bearings come with like a like a casing on the top to prevent like dirt and debris from getting inside but this one basically keeps it open so but but there, there's this there's this there's this logic where it's kind of like it's open so yeah there yeah dirt and stuff will get in but it's also open so dirt and stuff can get out so it's a win-win either way um i use grizzly grip tape um i've actually only used two different grip tapes in my you know in my three boards uh two times grizzly one time dark room uh so my first board had grizzly and then and then when i did my second uh my second paparazzi deck i did a uh, dark room and that one was that one's cool but it, it i don't know like i feel like it's a little too grippy and uh i may need to sand it down a bit but i soon as i got this uh uh anderson deck i was like i'm going back to grizzly like not not a not a discussion um and that's like that's like the grip tape i prefer and there's so so many different brands of um of grip tape it's just like you just kind of find the one that that you know feels most comfortable to you it's really hard to consider trying it because you can't really try grip tape um but i would just recommend like looking at youtube and just having people describe you know they're feeling under whatever grip tape that you may be interested in and you know again grizzly grizzly's been the grip tape that i've been investing in and i and they never steer me wrong and as far as protection which i've recently started doing see i was i was gonna so there were a few helmets that i was super interested in um one of them was from a brand called thousand um and i actually found somebody on on offer up which i swear i hate offer up because like people on there are so fickle like they'll they 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 partially commit to being somewhere or selling you something and then you show up and they're like oh i couldn't make it and then like you're like okay well let's try again tomorrow tomorrow comes and they still don't say anything it's like dude just you're wasting my time um i also wanted a triple eight but then i figured that if i was 
I figured if I got a triple eight that I would just be too much going down the poser line. Like everybody wants to be Tony Hawk, right? Um, I, I, you know, I, my assumption is that the, the helmet is really good. Otherwise Tony Hawk wouldn't wear it. But, um, I was actually just at the skate shop this Friday and, um, I saw this one brand. I've seen it online before, uh, S1. And um, I saw it in my, in the perfect colorway, like black, matte black helmet, yellow straps. Yellow's my favorite color. I was like, bro, how much for the helmet? He gave me the price. I said, please line that up with all the rest of my winnings because I need that helmet in my life. And, you know, you, you can't have any of this gear without uh, <clears throat> without some swag so like you definitely need some stickers and what's cool is like a lot of stuff that you buy whether it's wheels or decks or whatever like a lot of this stuff does come with stickers and you can kind of represent you know the brands that you enjoy and you know stick them you know on your deck if you choose to i stick a lot of stuff on my deck um i stick a lot of stuff on my helmet uh now that i have one um but I would de I would definitely recommend getting a few uh, decals. Um, I you know what like perfect opportunity to uh, shout out. So shout out to Omega. Um, you can find Omega on Twitter. Um, hell, if you like, if you go and look me up more TA podcasts, you can definitely find Omega in my in my um, my timeline. And uh, he has this uh, Etsy store. Um, linked up to his profile dude makes some awesome stickers um game related stuff like just super 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 cool and if you look at my timeline you'll also see uh where i place a lot of the swag on on my helmet and uh my deck and and whatever um also uh shout out to dark and sticky uh believe they're based out in florida and i i actually just got the delivery yesterday but my but by the time the delivery uh, was received uh, my my um p.o box uh was closed so i couldn't go and get it so i gotta wait till monday to go get it but they make some really swagalicious uh decals i love their stuff um can't wait to get more um theirs is more um creature and movie themed um more in line of like horror movies just awesome they got some really cool black and white stuff too um and I believe they make T-shirts too. So yeah, shout out to Dark Dark and Sticky. Um, you could, I believe they have an Instagram, so you can look them up uh, and check out their products. But yeah, dude, that was that's a heck of a episode. This is gone down as one of the longest ones I've done. Uh, just wanted to kind of go over, like I said, a lot of the Disney stuff that's been out. Um, I definitely wanted to talk about Shang Chi and my appreciation for that. And yeah, just wanted to talk about my deck and just uh, you know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm so about, I'm so about my, my board and, you know, I think it's super cool to just kind of talk the points of, you know, what you ride, what your potential to ride is, you know, if you, if you're interested in doing stuff like that, you know, cause if you don't talk about it, you won't know about it. So, um, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed making it as I enjoy all of them. Um, and hopefully you guys are just having the most fantastic, uh, ending to your week. Hopefully the week coming up is great to you and you know we'll come back together next weekend and talk about something else different on more than a podcast well you already know the deal take care of yourselves and each other and i will see you guys next time bye guys